G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Good evening, everybody. Brett Phillips in for Sam uh, tonight. Welcome to a big uh, time on. It is your say on the news of the day. one 736 736 A day where the future Hawthorne coach, Sam Mitchell, has spoken on SEN about the succession plan that has been put in place for him to succeed Alistair Clarkson, which has garnered a lot of commentary and opinion. The Olympics officially underway with our women's softballers in action. Australia's one-day cricket team with a big win over the West Indies. Milwaukee crowned the NBL champions and plenty of other news we will bring you tonight. one 736 736 Love you to get involved and weigh in on the news of the day. In just under half an hour, Brisbane will find out if it's been successful in its bid to be the host city of the 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games, if uh, the Queensland capital gets the backing of the International Olympic Committee, it'll be the third time, of course, an Australian city has hosted an Olympic Games after Melbourne in 1956 and, of course, Sydney back in 2000. So members of the IOC, as we speak, are listening to the closing remarks of a 45-minute pitch from Australian officials, including the Prime Minister Scott Morrison by video link and from Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk, who is there in Tokyo in person. So after years of discussions and negotiations in February, the IOC named Brisbane as its preferred bidder. Uh, Cities in India, Indonesia, Qatar, Spain and a region of Germany signal their interest, but their bids didn't advance to the IOC board approval stage. So for this reason, we think it'll all go to plan tonight that Brisbane is expected to be awarded hosting rights unopposed. So uh, more news to come on that inside the next uh, half an hour. We'll bring that to you as it unfolds. And uh, the delegates are set to vote in just under 10 minutes So uh, 6.30 Eastern, we're told, is when that decision will be announced about Brisbane uh, being the successful bid for the 2032 Olympics. But to the footy news of the day, future Hawthorne coach Sam Mitchell has strongly denied reports he wants Alistair Clarkson to depart the club a year earlier than agreed. And, and of course, in the succession plan, it was reported uh, earlier in the week by Caroline Wilson on uh, Footy Classified that Mitchell's preference was to take the head coaching role in 2022 rather than 2023, while Clarkson was set to dig his heels in and stick around. He has spoken, of course, Sam Mitchell today to Jared Waitley. Let's have a listen to the future Hawthorne coach who absolutely has not pushed, according to him, to coach next year and move Clarko on. Sam, have you suggested you want to be Hawthorne coach next year and would prefer Alistair Clarkson not be at the Hawks? Absolutely not. That has not happened. We've been working on some form of succession for such a long period of time. Um, if you will if you will do me the privilege, I will explain how long ago this has started and how it's still all on track. We've still plenty to work out, of course, but in 2016, if you go that far back, when I left to go to, to West Coast, 
Clarko said it'll be great for him. I know he's got coaching aspirations. Great for him to get some experience at a new club. Then he rang me halfway through 2018 and said, um, you know, it'd be great to come back. It would be ideal if, you know, you took over from me at some stage and no promises, but that would be um, a great situation for us. So let's try to work towards that. And then over the, over the last three years, I've gone to footy subcommittee meetings and started talking, you know, developing my own skill set and, you know, over my over my journey, um, having been part of all of these stepping stones, this was always a part of it. And so a little a little while ago, and this is all this is all public knowledge, which some people love and get right into, and some people, you know, they pick and choose um, the parts they they want to talk about. But as soon as I knew that the club was not going to reappoint Clarko, my options became um, to continue on and. Um, go attempt to go for the Collingwood job, or if not do that, I knew someone else was going to coach Hawthorne in 2023. And so they gave me the option of taking that, which I said, I've built such strong relationship. It's been a plan for such a long period of time, and now it's coming around. So to me, I'm a little bit bemused by the whole situation that I've been working with Clarko for the best part of 20 years consistently, but apparently we still don't get along. So Sam Mitchell, more to come of uh, Sam, speaking with Jared Waitley on his program on SEN earlier today. You can weigh in uh, your say on the news of the day here on Time On, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. It was a, a terrific chat. I think he answered all the questions uh, fairly candidly. Um, I had no issue with the Sam Mitchell interview today. I, I, you know, I'm a person that takes people on uh, face value. In his own words, uh, let's see how... Uh, when he was asked by Jared today, uh, just the commentary around uh, people suggesting that he's, you know, taken uh, Clarkson's job away from him. Uh, his response, Sam Mitchell, uh, today on that. Have you thought back over last week's meeting? Is it is it possible anything that you expressed in that meeting could have been misconstrued as wanting to take over next season? No, I'm not. I don't think that is part of it. That. Everyone talks about that meeting like it's been a one-off. It's the only time we've ever met. And, not, you know, I've heard some of the media reports talking about it, that sort of thing. It's like if you're in an organisation like Hawthorne, you are going to have all of these discussions all the time. And if you all agree on everything, then what's the point having so many people doing it? You just you have to have people with differing views all the time. And part of what part of what happened in that one particular meeting, which was actually on a Tuesday, not a Wednesday, if we want to talk about some of the details that are an example of what's missing, is we caught up. Everyone knew that we were doing it. We were going to work our way through how we get from where we are to where we need to get to. And at the end of that meeting, we did not have every answer, which, I mean, would be plain for anyone to see that when you're working through something this big, it's going to be a continual work in progress and we'll meet again. But everything that we are working towards is Clarko coaching next year. Me maintaining the role, which I love, working with all these young fellas and watching them progress. And now a heap of them are getting games at the moment. And it's great to watch them. I'm absolutely loving that, trying to get the VFL season back up and going. Um, so everything we're doing is trying to work towards what, the, what next year looks like with Clarko coaching and with me in my current role. So, Sam, today with uh, Jared Waitley, certainly admitting the last few weeks have been quite the baptism of fire. He was also asked if he thinks that Clarko is disappointed that he's not coaching beyond 2022. Alistair, 
it would seem is disappointed that he is not going to continue as coach separate to your arrangement post-2022. Are you aware of that? Have you spoken to him about that? Oh, well, my conversations with Clark are around that. It's really for him to speak of. But Matthew, his son, finishes school at the end of um, next year at, at Caulfield Grammar. So he's going to finish school next year and he was ready. My understanding was he was ready for um, that for, to be an option for him. And I don't know what happens between the club and Clarko, whether Clarko wanted to be continuing on. Um, and that's not my area to get involved in. The only part that I know is that Clarko was not going to be reappointed. That was the board's decision. And that was a separate thing to me taking over. My The options that came to me were Hawthorne can go through a process for 2023 or you can do the job. And to me, I was desperate to do the job. I love Hawthorne. It's a fantastic club that I've invested half of my life into and I want to continue to try and improve us. So the last little bit I want to play of Sam Mitchell and, and the full chat, of course, uh, you can podcast Jared's show, the full chat at scn.com.au. According to Sam, there are no circumstances by which he could see Alistair Clarkson not coaching in, in 2022. Let's get his take on that. Is there any circumstance you can foresee in which you're coaching Hawthorne next year without Alistair at the club? No, no. Everything we're planning right now, the so-called meeting that we had, which is one of a numerous amount of meetings that we have had and will continue to have, will be around planning for Clarko to coach next year, me to coach Box Hill, me to be really heavily invested in the development of the youth of Hawthorne, of which by the time I take over, will become the core of the club because guys like um, you know our fourth and fifth-year players will be coming right into their prime. And we've got a lot of players really well-talented, really highly talented, go back to the draft again this year, get some more players in, and I'll be, I'll be able to work really closely with these guys because that will actually be my role. So I just see it playing out exactly as we've said it is going to. Yep. And the only people that are saying it's not going to work out like that are people with a genuine lack of knowledge who say they're speaking to people at the club, but every piece of evidence says the contrary. So Sam Mitchell, in his own words, with Jared Whateley earlier today. You can give us your take if you like, one 736 736 the news of the day. You can comment on anything we bring up over the next hour here on Time On. A couple on the text. Sam did not sound professional at all, very defensive. Really? I don't, I don't, I don't see any uh, defensiveness at all. I think he answered the questions uh, very candidly. I think if you, if you, go, on, if you go on the Box Hill um, social media... Uh, and, and see the behind the scenes of uh, Sam Mitchell and just the way he dresses the players. And there's been some you know, great footage, great access to him in the coach's box. I mean, this guy's going to be a good coach. There's no, no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. And the best situation will be for Alistair Clarkson to fulfil the last year of his contract and have that uh, one more year uh, for Sam to just get everything in order rather than jump in next year. I think it's set up perfectly. I, I think... I absolutely take uh, both on face value that it will absolutely work. Brett, if Mitchell comes on and says there is no rift and no leaks within the club, Carol McClure report there is a rift. So who is lying, Hawthorne or the reporters? Mark from Mount Barker. Well, I'll just put this on the table. I'm not in the uh, cut and thrust of day-to-day breaking stories and reporting. It's not really my go, uh, to be totally honest. 
But there are those in the media, that is their day-to-day job to, uh, to go through various sources to find out the goings-on. And there are, there are people, certainly within footy clubs, who will leak out information, unfortunately, and maybe steer an agenda uh, that they want. Uh, but you've got to uh, you've got to just take people on on face value. I mean, these two have had a long relationship for a long time, a long working relationship. Respect, yes, robust discussion, uh, no doubt differences of opinion. I think the best part of uh, the Sam Mitchell interview earlier today, he was talking about the coaching staff in totality at Hawthorne. And as we know, for anyone that's been involved in footy clubs, whatever level, at the elite level down to uh, suburban footy, VFL, a coaching panel is made up of four or five people who butt heads regularly. And then the whole aim is to try and find four or five people who aren't of the same opinion, who aren't all yes men to the senior coach, who are going to challenge the senior coach's thinking. Yes, the senior coach has uh, the ability to rubber stamp and say, no, we're doing it this way after considering everything. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's, never, it's never one person who's running the entire ship. So, yeah, I think if anyone understands the nuances of all that, uh, it makes total sense if you go back and listen to the full interview today about not only his role within the Hawthorne uh, coaching setup, it's Craig McRae, it's Chris Newman, it's others who are also uh, weighing in about the, 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 the job at hand right now and the big picture of where Hawthorne go over the next uh, few years. Clarkson will coach Collingwood in 2022. Well, you can just throw that out there, I suppose. Clarko was clearly part of getting him uh, back to the club. Well, that was certainly said uh, today by Sam. It's one of the first things he said is that this discussion actually started uh, back in 2016 when he finished on field. The discussion was, hey, go away, experience another football environment. He did that at the Eagles. Clarkson said, I want you to come back in Sam's own words. So why wouldn't we believe Sam Mitchell today when he says in his own words that Alistair Clarkson put it to me to come back to Hawthorne. I know you've got coaching aspirations. Go away and do a a stint at another club, learn a few things, come back here, and eventually you'll take over from me. So that discussion has uh, started some time ago. Uh, Peter's out on the road. Pete, welcome to Time On. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Look, um, with the greatest respect to Caroline Wilson, um, for every club that uh, there is some unsettling situation, Caroline Wilson always comes out and starts her uh, comments with the same opening remarks, which is, it is my understanding, it is my understanding, for every club, whether it was Essendon back in the day, whoever it is, it is always her understanding. As soon as she says that, we have to assume, according to Caroline Wilson, that it's a done deal. Well, I'm personally waiting for Caroline Wilson when she comes and says, it's my understanding that the following numbers will be the winning numbers for lottery this week. And that's the one I'm waiting for, to be perfectly honest. Look, Pete... Yeah, I mean, the journalists, and I, I don't consider myself a journalist, I consider myself a, a broadcaster, so there is, there is a difference. I'm not in the business day in, day out of chasing stories, and and, and I don't want to be, um, I'm not really into that part of the whole uh, media landscape. Uh, but for others who, that, that is their daily job, to, to find out what the truth is, they will speak to many, many uh, people uh, across the industry, internally at clubs, uh, people outside who might know the goings-ons inside certain clubs, 
and uh, they're in the business of breaking and reporting stories. And you know, I don't, you know, if, if I sit here, I mean, you know, I think there's a bit of respect for Caroline Wilson, no doubt, in the industry. So. I don't have it exactly in front of me how many stories she's got right and how many stories uh, she's got wrong, uh, but uh, that that's their job and they'll they'll go with it. And sometimes they do know uh, some intel that we uh, that we don't. But right here and now, the way I read it is that uh, Alistair Clarkson, and I think Sam Mitchell said it today, the loyalty of Alistair Clarkson and Sam Mitchell to Hawthorne is undeniable. So I think personally, it'll play out. We need to get a break away. We'll come back. Uh, your calls on the news of the day. There's plenty of other footy news to sift through. The NBA champions our Australian cricketers. I was taking a look at that uh, today. Alex Carey on the back of speaking to Jared uh, yesterday with a, a, a top score uh, with the bat. Uh, kept very nicely. The West Indies <laughs> the typical uh, Calypso collapse. So that was uh, pretty ordinary from the West Indies, unfortunately. Uh, but there's a lot to dissect. one 736 736 on uh, Time On in Brisbane, set to be announced as the Olympic Games winner for 2032. You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Brett Phillips in for Sam on this uh, Wednesday night. Brisbane set to be announced as the Olympic Games holder for 2032 coming up uh, very shortly will be across that. Your say on the news of the day, one 736 736 or on the temper text 0433 Just on the Olympics, BP, there's no other country in the running for the Olympics. This is true. Uh, talk about a charade with the Premier saying she had to be in Japan to help out the bid. Well, it wasn't, I mean, pretty much if there's no other... Uh, bids, as we said at the start, with a lot of those cities um, not uh, quite uh, meeting the IOC's um, criteria, that Brisbane is a surety, but they still had to make that final pitch just to absolutely rubber stamp it. Uh, Queensland could have sent two Boy Scouts over there to seal the deal, uh, according to one of our texters. I suppose the Premier uh, has to be there. And it's a great thing for Australia to have an Olympic Games again. It hasn't worked for every uh, every country, I don't think um, Rio particularly wanted uh, the Olympic Games. Uh, the folk of Japan, just considering the times we're in, they haven't been overly um, optimistic about the Olympic Games uh, being in their country. But we'll uh, wait and see. We have more Olympic news uh, very, very shortly. So just that round 19 updated fixture, if you haven't got across that today. So Geelong and Richmond scheduled for the MCG. Uh, this Sunday, that'll begin at 3.20pm. Essendon and the Giants, that'll be played at Metricon Stadium on Sunday as part of a, a double header. It'll start at uh, 10 past six. So both clubs, of course, currently uh, residing in Queensland uh, and it'll be Sydney and Fremantle at 12.30 uh, earlier in the day. So that was the final bit of the round 19 fixture that just needed to be uh, sorted out. Uh, news out of the Bombers uh, today that uh, Jake Stringer, has agreed to terms on a new contract. He's uh, recommitted to the Bombers for a further three years and what is an incentivised deal. Uh, Essendon General Manager of Football, uh, Josh Marty, of course, did tell uh, Gary and Tim, I think it was last uh, last week, that contract talks with Stringer and his management were a long way down the track. We can listen to the man himself, Jake Stringer, set to stay at the Bombers for the next three years. Hi, guys. Jake Stringer. Very excited to announce that I've just signed for three years. Um... Really looking forward to the development and growth of all the young players um, and guiding them through the next three years. Um, really excited for this weekend. Obviously disappointed we're not back in Melbourne, but shout out to all you guys doing it tough back there. We're thinking of you. We love you all. 
Um, hopefully we can get the win this week. Been listening to Jeff Fennick. Love you all. Uh, what do you think, uh, Bombers fans? I mean, his football this year has been uh, terrific, no doubt about that. I did the game on uh, Sunday where he really lit things up in the uh, the second half and, gee, I think there's some real upside to come for uh, Jake Stringer. That balance of time in the midfield and forward, but, gee, his impact uh, this year has certainly been uh, there for everyone to see. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You might like to comment on that if you're a, a Bombers fan. Uh, the news coming after coach uh, Ben Rutten, he was speaking earlier today about the big decision on veteran forward Kale Hooker. And just a couple of quotes from uh, Ben. There's probably not certainty about it just yet, but there's certainly been good conversation and good dialogue with Kale throughout the whole year as I am with a lot of players. I think Kale's been playing a really important role for us so right throughout the season. We just need to weigh all of that up with uh, Kale as well. It's a big decision for both parties to be able to continue on and we'll make sure we do what's best for him and the footy club. So does Kale Hooker stay a bomber in 2022? Love your thoughts, uh, Bombers fans. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Other side of the country, Fremantle's uh, David Mundy has uh, signed a one-year contract extension. He arguably is having a career-best season. Let's have a listen to the man himself on Fremantle's uh, social media. I'm not sure if it's on the back of Tommy, but we have a pod exclusive, our first ever. Pod exclusive. Yeah. Go on. I'm listening. Uh, I and the Fremantle Football Club have agreed to a contract extension for next year. So, one more year, baby. That's what I'm talking about. The pod's, the pod's <laughs> going on. I don't care about you. <laughs> oh, here we go. Lucky I had this on, mate, because Monday 350. Have a go. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff, mate. Well done. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Must have been good news. Yeah, yeah. Stoked that we could get something Excited. done. I'm thrilled that I'm still playing well enough that the club want me, to be honest. Tom, and, Tom mentioned uh, 25.9 yeah. per game, so that probably helps. But And still loving what I'm doing here and playing with you guys and this pod with you, obviously. So, um, yeah, absolutely thrilled to be kicking on for another year. There he is, David Mundy, uh, one of the great guys in footy playing, um, as I said, arguably his best footy. I mean... Just think about the clutch moments he's been involved in over the years where he's kicked uh, crucial goals at uh, various stages. Not that the Richmond fans out there overly want to remember what happened at the MCG uh, some time ago. A bit of news uh, coming out of uh, Collingwood uh, today, of course, ahead of their uh, big match against uh, Port Adelaide at Marvel Stadium on Friday night. They're set to blood two new players, Irish recruit Anton Tohill and small forward Jack Ginevan will be unleashed against the power uh, bringing the number of Collingwood debutants um, to nine this year. So totally a rookie selection at the end of 2018. 200-centimetre swingman who can also uh, play in the ruck. In fact, I might hand it over to uh, Robert Harvey himself, the interim Collingwood coach who uh, did the honours today. In tight. So there, there, there'll be there'll be some guys I'll get to um, at the Savo round selection, but um, it's with... Um, it's with great pleasure that we announce our eighth deb- debutante this week. This will come as no shock to all, but he's, he's earned his position through hard work and dedication, but the boy from Bender goes in. Well done. So, so special moment for you, Jack. Well done, mate. Well deserved. Um, but I'm going to move straight on to number nine. And and every this is that's they're all special moments for all debutants. 
But this is a special one in the fact that he's worked his ass off to get where he is, to the, is right now. Um, he's going to come in off the back of just doing his job and just doing it to a T. Um, Anton Toehill's in for There it is. Oh, there you euphoria rubbing of the heads. It's all happening down at Collingwood. So Toehill, a rookie selection, end of 2018. As I said, a 200-centimetre swingman who can also play in the ruck. Uh, the 21-year-old is the son of Derry's Ga- Gaelic football legend Anthony Toehill, actually Captain Ireland in an international rules series against Australia and also spent uh, time on Melbourne's list. That was going back in the uh, early 1990s. So Anton struggled to hold back the tears. We saw a bit of vision of that today uh, when his debut was announced at uh, Collingwood training, as you uh, heard there. So the pie is set to be without Josh Thomas with concussion, Callum Brown with that dislocated shoulder against the power while several other players are under uh, injury clouds. Uh, 1300 736 736. We are standing by as Brisbane is set to be announced to be hosting the Olympics in uh, 2032. Uh, St Kilda uh, weighing up whether to recall an underdone James Frawley to tackle uh, long time adversary Josh Kennedy in Saturday's season defining clash against uh, West Coast. We know they're going to be without. Uh, Rowan Marshall, the Saints. Uh, Kennedy uh, poised to return from a calf injury for that match. Uh, Frawley has played just uh, one uh, VFL game uh, back from calf and shoulder uh, setbacks, but the veteran is in the frame to add to his uh, two AFL games for his new club on Saturday. Nick Caulfield uh, also available for the Saints after, um, uh, of course, sustaining that hamstring injury back in about, I think it was round 15, Uh, while uh, the two-game defender, Oscar Claverino, is uh, with the squad of 26 available players. So we'll monitor that as far as the Saints are concerned in the next uh, 48 hours. But it looks like uh, James Frawley is uh, certainly uh, in contention. I had a couple of callers this week certainly asking me about the VFL. A bit of news today that AFL Victoria uh, remains committed to uh, crowning both VFL and VFLW premiers for season 2021. So the COVID-19 lockdowns, as we know, across the country have uh, caused a lot of challenges to the fixturing of the VFL season, but the competition will resume as soon as permitted, starting with three games in Queensland uh, coming up this weekend. So Premiership contenders Southport will host Essendon uh, with the Bombers squad, of course, having remained in Queensland uh, with their AFL commitments, while uh, finals contender GWS will take on the uh, Brisbane Lions and Aspley will play the Gold Coast. There's also a strong commitment to complete the uh, VFLW preliminary and grand finals with defending premiers Collingwood, Essendon and Geelong remaining in contention to take out the flag. So more to come on that, uh, no doubt, in the next uh, couple of days. Uh, Olympics, there is uh, plenty happening. I had one on the text here that uh, said, uh, I didn't know the Olympics was actually getting underway today. It has. Our softballers, it wasn't their their best day, uh, despite though a heavy 8-1 loss to the home side Japan in the opening event of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. The Aussie Spirit were pleased to be back after softball's absence from recent games. There's a couple of quotes from young uh, Stacey Porter. We've been waiting for 13 years to get back on the Olympic stage, so we're going to get out there and play no matter what, uh, despite the fact there is the absence of a crowd. And, uh, yeah, they started nicely, uh, scored the first to home run, but then... Uh, went down 8-1. So tonight, the Matildas, our women's football team, are set to play New Zealand in uh, Group G. And I can tell you we're going to take that live on SEN and the SEN app. Uh, The Matildas up against New Zealand from around about 9.30 uh, tonight. 
uh, of course, with the opening ceremony coming up Friday night. Plenty of Olympic coverage uh, coming up on SEN uh, right throughout the uh, next uh, fortnight. The other bit of news coming out of the Olympics today, the equestrian rider at the centre of an Olympic selection scandal has been suspended for testing positive to cocaine. Show jumper Jamie Kerman has been suspended from competing by Equestrian Australia, who released a statement today. Equestrian Australia has provisionally suspended uh, Kerman under the Australian National Anti-Doping Policy for 2021. The mandatory provisional suspension notice asserts that he returned a positive A sample uh, for uh, cocaine following a test conducted by Sport Integrity Australia, and that was back on the uh, 26th of June. So uh, that's the other bit of news, not the best news to come ahead of uh, Olympic uh, competition. A bit of cricket news uh, today, of course. We were taking a very close look. I was watching a fair bit of this. Uh, Mitchell Stark, uh, and uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. In fact, we might go live now. Looks like we're going to take uh, the live announcement of Brisbane. Brisbane, Australia. <laughs> so there's been a vision of Scott Morrison. He's in his office there at the lodge. He's happy. There's, I think, a big gathering in the heart of Brisbane. Anastasia Palaszczuk and all the delegates. And sort of the worst kept secret. We knew it was going to be coming, but it's been absolutely ratified that Brisbane has secured the 2032 Olympics. So we'll see if we do get some reaction in just a moment, but it's uh, going off in Brisbane. Have a look at the scenes news for Brisbane. The games <laughs> in the heart of Brisbane. So we'll come back and uh, get some uh, further reaction. But that is uh, confirmation that uh, Brisbane will host the 2032 Olympic Games. Uh, your calls, uh, 1-300-736-736 or on the text 0433-98-1116 when we come back here on Time On. Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Sammy, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, Brett Phillips is in the house tonight. one 736 You can weigh in on all the news of the day. Brisbane is going to host the 2032 Olympic Games. That has just absolutely categorically been ratified. Uh, it was when I saw on the text, oh, my God, we're famous. Sid from uh, Bundaberg up there in uh, Queensland. Brisbane is on the world map. I think there was another text I received. Will the Gabba get a facelift? That's certainly all part of it, absolutely, for 2032. And boy, oh boy, it does need a facelift, uh, the Gabba. When we think of all the the grounds that have been modernised around Australia, the Gabba's sort of been the last in line to uh, get its uh, facilities up to uh, the standards of uh, 2021 and beyond. So, yeah, absolutely, uh, that is uh, part of uh, of the plan. one 736 736 or you can uh, send us a text 0433981116. We can have a listen to uh, Tom Tate, who is the Gold Coast Mayor, who's just spoken on 7 News a few moments ago in relation to Brisbane getting the 2032 Olympic Games. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the opportunity to co-host the 2032 Olympics. Yes. Oh, the party's going off. Sorry. I mean, I know it, that it's the Brisbane Games, but we'll claim our stake here as well, won't oh, we? Absolutely. I think um, we're all part of the same team, and uh, Team Queensland delivered. And um, oh, nine sports, 
Look out, 2032. <laughs> we set the bar very high, didn't we, in 2018. We know what we're doing here, and we've certainly got the huge support. Uh, we, we have, and uh, but the best thing I like to write, write all these young ones, they're going to be Olympians, or try to be, and look, uh, I'm so happy for them all, and uh, as a city, and for Brisbane and us, we're going to the next level. So exciting, isn't it? Thank you, Matt. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like that party started about 6am uh, this morning. There he is, Tom Tate, uh, the Gold Coast uh, Mayor. We'll hear from the uh, Queensland Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk, uh, very, very shortly. Just a few I want to clear on the text. Uh, Alistair Clarkson will be doing his best to get the Hawks as close to the top eight before handing them over to Sam Mitchell in 2023. I'm sure Sammy will be observing and learning more from the best. Uh, Caroline Wilson and Sam McClure, their use-by date has expired long ago. Thank you, Dean. That's your opinion. Uh, Go Hawks. Uh, Watch uh, Stringer's form uh, drop off. The news, uh, of course, Jake Stringer has signed a a three-year contract extension at the Bombers. Uh, Watch his form drop off. He plays well when his contract's up. His form will now drop off. Last year was way overweight. Trent from... uh, El Tona, with his view. Uh, Rick from Reservoir, 2032 Olympics will be ruined by COVID. 100% no one will be touring down under. Why are you, where's all the pessimism tonight? Where's some optimism in these uh, uh, tough times? Come on, folks. Can he produce next year and finish this year, Jake Stringer? All in front of us. We'll uh, wait and see. Succession plans always start with the best intentions, but history is littered with failures. But Clarko has surprised me more than once. Uh, Dave in Maramba. Thank you, Dave, um, for your thoughts. Once again, the Hawks lead the pack. Stop embarrassing yourself, Junos. Cheers, Mick, who's up on the Gold Coast. You'll be pretty happy, Mick, with the Olympic Games uh, coming up to uh, southeast uh, Queensland. So uh, that is uh, great news. Gabba will be bulldozed. Have you got some intel there? My understanding was it wasn't going to be totally uh, bulldozed, but certainly refurbished. We'll double, we'll double check that unless that has uh, changed. Um, there's a couple more coming through on the text. I'll get to those in just a moment. So just the cricket news of the day, as I was going to get to a little bit earlier before we uh, cross to the live announcement. So Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood uh, tore through the West Indies' top order to fire Australia to a, a crushing 133-run win in the first one-day international in Bridgetown, Barbados uh, today. Five for 48 with the figures for Mitchell Stark. Uh, Hazelwood took three for 11 which left the Windies reeling at 6 for 27 inside eight overs before they were eventually dismissed for 123 in pursuit of Australia's revised total of 257. Returning captain uh, Kieran Pollard top-scored for the host with 56. Australia did win the toss. They elected to bat first. Standing skipper uh, Alex Carey was superb with 67. Ashton Turner made 49. They put on 104 for the fifth wicket and the tourist total of 9 for 252 of 49 overs. Let's have a quick listen to Josh Hazelwood on that incredible catch, uh, the court and bowl that he uh, took uh, to dismiss one of the uh, West Indian openers. Uh, I think I caught it about four times before it got to me. Um, it just came back so slow, and I think they're probably the hardest ones, um, just getting the pace of how fast the ball's coming back. And I think Starkers was pretty similar. So, um, yeah, just coming back really slow. I think I prefer him nice and fast. So that was uh, Josh Hazelwood. Uh, with the uh, the court and bowled earlier today, which is um, not always easy for the uh, the fast bowlers when they're uh, steaming in and having to uh, change direction. Uh, just some of the... And I was looking down that West Indian uh, lineup. I mean, it is, apart from, well, Darren Bravo at four, Jason Holder, the skipper, who made a duck uh, today. Gee, a lot of faces that um, I haven't been totally across. Lewis and Hitmai, Muhammad, Puran, 
Uh, Kieran Pollard's been around for a while. Uh, Joseph Walsh, Hosean uh, Cottrell was not out four at the end. Just a shame uh, no crowd can uh, come in at the beautiful Kensington Oval uh, over there in uh, Barbados. So that's the state of play as far as the uh, cricket was uh, concerned today. Uh, let's uh, bring you up to speed with, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks. They are the NBA champions, defeating the Phoenix Suns in Game 6 to end the series. Great scenes coming out of Milwaukee today. They came from 2-0 down, uh, one on the road in Phoenix before closing the series on their home court. Uh, Giannis Ante uh, Tecompo, who will uh, forever... I have, I've butchered that, haven't I? I'll, I'll, <laughs> the, the Greek freak, Giannis, uh, will forever be immortalised for his performance in Game 6. How good was he today? 50 points, 13 rebounds... Five blocks. Chris Paul top scored for the Suns with 26, though uh, Devin Booker was uh, down only scoring 19 and going a zero and seven from uh, three. But uh, the final moments, uh, as we heard it today, Milwaukee breaking a long drought to win the NBA championship. Tucker with the rebound. The Suns are not going to foul. It's been a 50-year journey. Wisconsin, we've got a room at the top of the world tonight. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. Let the celebration begin. Over 18,000 days, Dennis. And they're NBA champions once again. NBA champions uh, once again. They've had a great year. The Bucks, they were out of the, uh, out of the blocks uh, fairly early in the season and uh, led the way. We might just have a listen to Giannis on on Kobe uh, challenging him, the late uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, here's the thoughts of the big man. It means a lot. You know, he, this is started like almost like a, like a joke at first. You know, like he was, it was like a, I think a Nike ad and he was sending like challenge to players, to Isaiah Thomas, DeMar DeRozan and all that. And I was like, yeah, let me just shoot my shot. You know, kind of like, what's my challenge? And he was like MVP, but at, at first I was like joking. I didn't thought he's going to respond to me. But when he did, he made me believe. Like I'm like, Kobe Bryant thinks I can, I can do this. I can play in the higher level and lead my team and win the MVP. You know, and, and I had to do it. You know, I had to work hard, you know. And not necessarily let him down. I had to work hard because people believe that I can do it. You know, and that's, that's the thing. Uh, I'm a people pleaser. You know, I don't like letting people down. I like letting, like, when I resigned with the city of Milwaukee, that's the main reason I resigned, because I didn't want to let the people down and think that, you know, I don't work extremely hard for them, which I do, you know, but be able to accomplish those things in um, this period of, of, of time, is, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's unreal. It's freaking unreal. I can't, I can't believe it. Thank you very much. Love it. People pleaser. That's what we all... Aspire to be. How good was he, Giannis? 50 points. Milwaukee win the NBA title. 17,000 Bucks fans crammed into the stadium to witness the win. So crowds are plenty, of course, at US Sport, as we can see on our screens every day. 60,000 surrounded the stadium, actually watching on the uh, outside. And uh, just some news, some basketball news closer to home. NBL 1 Basketball Victoria Basketball South Australia have agreed to postpone all NBL 1 South and NBL 1 Central games scheduled for this weekend, so an updated schedule will be announced uh, very soon. A break, got some news out of the Melbourne victory on the other side. A really good uh, signing today. Happy for you to have your say on the news of the day. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 I'll get to a few of your temper texts as well.
You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Brett Phillips in tonight for Sam. Confirmation that Brisbane will host the Olympic Games in 2032. We'll get more reaction out of that uh, very, very shortly. We'll be taking some of the Olympic coverage, which has got underway. Unfortunately, our softball is going down 8-1 to Japan today. But our Matildas, our women's football team up against New Zealand tonight. And we'll take that live on SEN and the SEN app after uh, after 9 o'clock uh, tonight. So uh, stay tuned for that uh, to uh, kick off our coverage of the Olympic Games with the opening ceremony to come on uh, Friday night, of course, into full-blown competition uh, come the weekend. Uh, the Melbourne victory, uh, of course, they're at the moment uh, busy putting together a squad under the, the new coach, of course, Tony Popovich. Uh, they have announced today the signing of Chris Iconomides on a three-year deal. Uh, so he will join the uh, New Look squad alongside uh, Matthew Speranovich, uh, Jason Guerrier, Jason Davidson, Josh Berlante and uh, Stefan Negro. So the 26-year-old was a key part of Perth Glory's uh, premiership winning squad under uh, Tony Popovich, where he played with uh, Speranovich and Davidson during his three years at Perth Glory. He made 41 A-League appearances, scored 16 goals, re-established himself in the uh, Socceroos squad at the same time as well. So Tony Popovich trying to restore... The fortunes of Melbourne victory after a, a couple of uh, very, very lean seasons. Uh, Travis spoke. Well, he originally thought he was going to be playing his uh, 300th game at home with a decent Port Adelaide crowd, family. His mum had actually already driven over uh, to uh, to be there uh, for Travis, but that's all been turned upside down yesterday. He's going to be playing that, of course, at Marvel Stadium against Collingwood on uh, Friday night. He spoke with Gary and Tim at the start of the day today on the unfolding events of uh, yesterday. It was uh, it was very confusing to say I was mentally drained would be an understatement. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of highs and lows yesterday. So uh, yeah, woke up in this morning thinking everything was uh, was normal. I think we're in uh, stage four um, at that stage, and then and then we went into lockdown, which was uh, yeah, which was early in the morning. We um, everything was still pretty normal then, and until we uh, yeah we got we got the call saying that. Uh, we could be going to Melbourne, so pack your bags just in case, and we had to pack our bags. Uh, I think we had about four hours' notice um, before we are going to leave and packed our bags, dropped them off at the club, and as we were sort of coming back, we got a text saying, drop everything, it's been cancelled, you're staying in Adelaide. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not long after that, um, probably an hour after that, uh, yeah, we got told, no, we're back on and we're flying to Melbourne, so... Um, yeah, there was uh, there was a lot of ups and downs and a lot of emotions going through yesterday. But it was, uh, I mean, it's been a hard time for everyone and certainly everyone in SA yesterday going into lockdown is, is a real challenge. So we're certainly just part of that. And Travis spoke also uh, chatting with Gary and, uh, Gary and Tim this morning on how long they might actually be in Victoria for. Well, at this stage, we have no idea. Um, so we got told just, just to pack and, and with a return date, of uh, no idea. So um, at this stage, it's, it's, it's open. So, yeah, that's why uh, myself included packed a lot of stuff mm. uh, just in case. But, um, yeah, look, it's open at the moment. We uh, we don't have a hell of a lot of information. Uh, obviously, Adelaide is in lockdown and being shut to, I think, most of Australia now. So, um, yeah, who knows what happens from here. But we sort of just go with it and, and wing it and do as best we can. Okay, so that was Trevor Spoke, uh, Game 300. Uh, what a star he's been for uh, Port Adelaide. Skipper, of course, for uh, quite a period there. And uh, Marvel Stadium, the venue, we do know that. Collingwood, the opposition, uh, set to uh, play two new debutants, as you heard from Robert Harvey 
uh, throughout uh, this hour. So big game, certainly for uh, for Port Adelaide to keep themselves up in the top four. After seven, we'll uh, take in more of this announcement that Brisbane is uh, set to host the 2032 Olympic Games. We'll also hear from John Longmire. Plenty going on in netball. That season has been turned on its head, the Suncorp Super Netball season, and uh, plenty of other bits and pieces from the day. We'll bring you in your say, one 736 736 G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.